In today's world, it is confusing and difficult to obtain the necessary things to ascend. I would like to share with you my inner circle and team where we are all consciously ascending. Through health, wellness, nutrition, and financial means, there is no boundary or limit that my team can't achieve. Upgrade your network, upgrade your health, upgrade your finances. Healthy mind, healthy body, healthy soul. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Ascension Show. So glad to have you on today. Hope you're having a great day so far. We got roundtable number three. I'm so pumped to have this group on here again. Everyone here has been on the show, so we have some Ascension Show veterans here. I'm so excited. We're going to be talking about health and offering little tips and tricks on how we're optimizing our health. So we've got Adam Theodora, Andrea, and we got two more guests joining shortly. So with that, we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, Adam, you said that you wrote down some things about health. I right? did. So so what's what's on your mind, man? Let's let's hear it. Well, honestly, like I love good questions, and your question for the group was a really great one. Um, just because it made me think, like so many people, they have these ideas of like health hacks and everyone's always posting about theirs. And so it's really hard to like find something that's actually unique. Um, so I took a lot of time to think about it. I came up with some weird ones and I think people should do these. Um, I don't know like how much actual science is behind a lot of it, but it works for me. Um, I think people should like try and stretch their toes more um, and then like wiggle their toes regularly. And the stretching part is just like for balance and, kind of like general foot health and ankle health. Um, but the wiggling thing, it's like, I think that if you work your brain and that connection down, like always being able to do that, like that's gotta be good for you. Um, so that was one of them. And then I also- Can I ask a question on that real quick? Oh, absolutely. Do you have any like, do you have any specific toy exercises you, you recommend? <laughs> um. Yeah, sort of. Like, I think that people should try and, like, ball their toes up into a fist almost and, like, work almost, like, think about your toes as fingers and, like, their ability to grip something. Growing up, I always used my feet to do random things, like a monkey, and I think that's been really helpful for my balance and my athleticism and just, like, a whole bunch of things. So I think it's kind of a fun one. Um, and then... Another one was like, I think everyone's got really bad postural issues just from computers and being on their phone and looking down and having their shoulders like hunched up. So throughout the day, I try and actively do stretches that are, you know, to make that better because it's something I focus on and I even still have it. So I can't imagine how people who aren't even thinking about it, like what their postural issues are. So those are my two that I really wanted to share. Dude. I never resonated so hard with the toes one, man. I'm like, whenever I'm barefoot, I'm always like trying to spread my toes out. Like, yeah, just to try and like activate it. I played a lot of soccer growing up. So like, I just spent a lot of time in those tight cleats. And mm -hmm. something I intuitively do is I'll like, I'll like rest. Like whenever I'm sitting down, I like crunch, like crunch my toes together, like on the ground. So like, like this. So I always try and like spread them out. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like spread them out and yeah. stuff. And like be, just being in barefoot, like going barefoot in general is so, so good. It is. I even use that as another one. I was like, always get the proper shoes for whatever you're doing, but try and train without shoes on more. Like I've started to run on the treadmill without shoes on and nothing's been better for like helping my form. And then even after I'm done, like my calves and ankles are sore in places that they've never been sore before. And it's not like a bad sore. It's like a muscle soreness. So they're just muscles that we can't work if we're wearing shoes all the time. So yeah, let those puppies breathe. Let them breathe. Amen. Yeah. I, I always like, I don't even wear like normal tennis shoes anymore. I, I only have barefoot shoes and Birkenstocks. Like that's all I wear. <laughs> nice. It, like game changer. Absolutely game changer. Like, dude, I barefoot... live in Minnesota. I can't do that. It's too cold. Yeah. I live at the beach. So life is yeah. good. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but just like wearing the barefoot shoes, like they, it sucks at first because like your feet are totally not used to like being without cushion, but like after time like you get used to it and you're you're just able to like endure a lot more and people are always like oh well do you need cushion like don't you need something and i'm like i'm like no nah, this is how it's supposed to be yeah yeah for real people always the other benefit i found oh go ahead the other benefit like jujitsu or kickboxing like you need strong ankles for a lot of the kicking positions or like whatever positions you're in on the ground and that's like a great way to train them for it Oh and yeah. You just become more accustomed to your feet. Yeah. Doing the jujitsu changed like my entire perspective on feet. I used to like, not like feet. I used, like, you fuck that. But like, <laughs> but like now, like there's literally like a submission where you like grab someone's toes and like grab under their things. So you like just completely. Yeah, no, I had somebody's foot up like right by my face and I was holding, I was like, this is not something I would normally be doing right now. Yeah. But then you get so used to it and like, it, yeah, it's cool. Unless you have that one guy that like doesn't take care of his feet. I'm like this fucking disgusting. But yeah, that's that's really awesome. Um, and I know Theodora is like barefoot maxing too. Well, right now, definitely. Oh yeah. Sun. But I do it every morning. It's like it's one of my um essential morning rituals is to go outside, take my shoes off, go on the grass, get all those electrodes into the body from the universe. Yeah, electrodes. I love it um and also what what was the other one you said oh the the sitting down one yeah i love this one it's like um like i'll just i'll come back here extend my arms out and like do circles backwards because then you like open up like the front delts and like your all of this stuff here so you can like sit up yeah that's a good one yeah it's it's really fucked because like i'm still in school so i'm like whenever i'm in class i'm like sitting down i'm like oh my god this is terrible yeah i'm like this is not fun um and so I have to like counteract that and like to second the like sitting down part, like, yeah, you jack your shoulders and like your, your spine up too, but also my hips, man, like, yeah, go the through hips. it. The hips are, it's tough, man. Like everyone's sitting in chairs all day. So I always advocate people either like get a standing desk or like just find ways to stand throughout the day and walk and just be upright. Cause that's kind of what we yeah. were always supposed to do. Yeah, whenever I'm sitting at my desk like this, I always try and like put my feet up or like, I don't know, try try and like find a creative way to sit. Like, I think I just found a creative way to sit. I'm putting a yoga block on this and like I'm gonna sit yeah. like like a little squat here because we're gonna be here for a minute. Yeah, that are like the big, um, not the medicine balls, well, the yoga ball. Like yeah, that. get a yoga ball. Oh, that's, that's a good smart. one too. Yeah, that's smart. Um, 
yeah, it's like sitting, sitting has just ruined our, our bodies, man. Comfortable chairs and comfortable couches and lounge chairs and stuff. Like once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. It's pretty rough. That is. How do we fix it guys? Theodora. How do we fix it? Oh, you just throwing it on me. I don't know. You you have to become, yeah. (laughs) You have to get back to a state of being more human, I guess, and less robot. I don't know. Just moving more. Um, Even if it's like little movements during the day, like remembering to move because all the time if we're really busy or we have like a particular thing we want to get done, we sit down, we get it done and we don't realize that we haven't moved our body in like over like 30 minutes and we're meant to be sort of always, even if it's, if it's like smooth movements and really gentle movements, I think those little movements are like the really important ones to be doing every day. You don't have to be constantly running around, just little, little things, reminding yourself that there is a physical body there and you need to move it around, get that energy flowing a little bit. Yes, I agree. It's all the little things that you integrate. So Spencer is joining us now. Spencer, our brother. Um, we're uh, so we're we're talking about here. uh Adam, yeah, Theodora, Stephen. What's up? Yeah, we're talking about um. So Adam brought up the topic of like stretching out your toes and like kind of like uh wiggle around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Make sure your brain uh, can still control it. Yeah. And then he also talked about, we were talking about like posture and like how chairs like kind of fuck our bodies up and Theodore gave her input and stuff. Um, so if you have anything, you, you want, welcome to chime in. Well, I gotta be honest. This definitely is not my forte in terms of posture. I'm not the epitome of posture at all. Um, so that's, that's like, that's the whole thing with like these uh, as coaches, right? Like we have weaknesses, my weakness is posture. It's always been posture. So I'm going to learn a lot from you guys in this because I have no idea. And uh, I'm like a meathead when it comes to it, when it comes to <laughs> weightlifting. Because for the longest time, I've had my goals and I weightlift. But the thing that gets fucked up is posture, which is, is, is so much more important. Like the in, Indians or some Eastern countries said this, like, you're only as old as your spine. So mm. it's really important. And I'm going to hire uh, a mobility coach to work on that because it's important that we don't, uh, we don't fuck that up. Yeah. Look at the way I'm sitting. I have like, I'm sitting like this, is my chair, I have my feet up on the chair. Yeah. And I'm punched so over. Dude. Yeah. Spencer, instead of hiring a movement coach, I'd encourage you to pick up yoga. Yeah. Do some yoga. Why Go to some me, yoga. Tell me why. Because um in my life when because you're relatively like newer on like your fitness journey because it's only been right like three years years yeah it's true yeah um and so I feel like when I was really early on in my fitness journey it was always about like lifting weights or like looking a certain way or you know trying to lift more weights or anything like that trying to just like get bigger um and I didn't like stretch or like move my body in awkward different positions. And through doing yoga, I realized like how much pain my body was in and how my movement patterns weren't very good. And it was just like a really gentle thing 
to do for my body instead of always like beating it up all the time. And that's yeah. the only way to really like kind of reset it. At least that's how I found a way to like reset it. I like that, bro. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're things to think about. And yeah. I think as, as, as kids, like your body doesn't really ha- face those consequences. Cause it's always, you're just in that state. You're like you're young, your body can go through that. Like, Dude, you yeah. Just, you can run without stretching and whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, you're like, really? I don't, I don't need <laughs> to stretch. Break you in half and be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my mom was always getting on me. She's like, Steven, you need to stretch before you start practicing. I was like, no, mom, I don't need to stretch. But like, hey, you fuck, I wish right I did. Way. Yeah. Well, well I think that's it- also because kids are always moving. They're always yeah. like doing something. They're not just, well, maybe, I don't want to say in this day and age where they're stuck on iPads, but like, mm. you know, if you think about it, kids are always like, moving around wiggling around so their body is kind of always their muscles are always sort of active in a way it's cool too with injuries when people are super young the you you can respond to an injury or recover from an injury so much quicker than when you're older that's a scary thing like you have old people and the biggest thing is building that muscle frame and working with your fitness at a at a younger age because if you're old and you fall and you're just like skinny and you have no muscle like you're fucked up yeah not good. Yeah. And you see that, you see that like with, I see it with my family. Cause I spent a lot of time with them. Uh, and I'm like, okay. So like all this old age is like kind of catching up in these years without like taking care of your body. And it catches up to you. You see that in your family. Yeah. I just, I just spent a lot of time with them. So like, I see kind of how like the years have like added on and I like know how they were when they were like my, like my, I know how my grandparents were when they were my parents' age. And stuff and i know like how my mom was when she was my age so like i know what they were doing um and like you know they're not you know it's it's not it's not normal for people to be like so health conscious so they kind of like that played to their detriment yeah i i can speak to that a lot because for like basically my entire life the only two people in my family that i felt were actually like healthy were me and my sister and I have like a very close extended family, like over 20 cousins, lots of uncles, aunts, all four grandparents, like nobody, we had nobody that was in shape. Most everybody had like health problems. And so it's like really crazy to have to try and break those generational cycles. Yes. Generational. Like, dude, that's it's generational. And like, that's something that dude is crazy past like three weeks. I'm starting to understand with what we do is and all of us, we're all doing this in, in our own ways because we're helping people. It is generational because if you help that man or woman become healthy, then they raise kids who are healthier. And then it breaks some generational unhealthiness and we help society as a whole. And it's weird how that works. Like with ayahuasca and shit, like there's generational trauma that's involved. We're yeah. all connected in some way, you know? Yeah. And that's something that I realized too, like, stepping into like my spiritual spiritual side and like kind of realizing the way things work and like releasing my own trauma but i'm like fuck i have all this generational trauma that it's like been passed <laughs> down like yeah. not even through like my parents and my grandparents but like the the like dozens of generations before me and it's just insane to think about but you have to consciously put an end like this is the end like there's i'm i'm done i can't pass this down it's it's better for you anyways yeah adam what about you man like you know do you do you feel like the healing in terms of like judaism and stuff like you know you being jewish and all (laughs) Uh, 
<laughs> for the record, not Jewish. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's something I, I feel personally, honestly, with, with Judaism, like the stuff going on in Israel and Middle East, not to get too, super political, although I guess a podcast is a good, a good place to do it, is like I feel hurt for those people because it's like this connection. It's weird. It's like generational. Yeah. Spiritual. I, it's okay to feel that. That's cool. Yeah, I love how our discussion from toes went into this. It's just that's what happens <laughs> on the Ascension show, guys. <laughs> um cool. Well, um, Spencer, since we only have you until uh quarter till, I want to know what your little health tip or trick is if you came prepared with that. A health tip or trick. Um something but- that's kind of specific, you know, like Adam had these toes. Right. Nice. So I want to know like what yours is. So I'm actually curious Theodora's thoughts on what I'm about to say, but my, my thoughts are looking at nutrition as fuel, right? Looking at nutrition, not as so much of an indulgement dopamine fix. Oh, like, oh, this is good. This is good. Cause yeah, there's good things out there, but the thing that's really helped me in my journey and also clients is changing our, our perspective on food itself, understanding an intention behind eating the food, right? So, you know, we go to the gym to increase demand we or, or to create a demand. And then we come back here in the kitchen to, to uh, uh, f- fulfill a supply. So there's demand, supply and demand. And the supply factor is understanding like, okay, this protein is helping me build the best body that I possibly can because I'm working out instead of just indulging for dopamine. And we talked about this on our call before, uh, last Sunday, which was you see it all the time. And it's like the matrix, like people going around and eating snicker bars and candy and also on their phones because it's dopamine. It's just dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. Um, and it takes it's a it's a rare find. And that's why I love like groups like this, because all of us are conscious of this stuff. And I think that's the main word is consciousness of what we're doing, why we're doing it and what it's for instead of just going through the motions with all this stuff. Um, and it's like, if we just wake up and understand, wait, holy shit, I'm eating this thing that has, you know, all this bad ingredients, you would never do it. So that's what I, I, I had. I had some Halloween candy last night. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> that's I'll fair. Be honest. I did that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I, I, I feel like one factor that, plays into all that is that the shift of what food is so I think a lot of people nowadays uh focus more um seeing food as just a taste thing and I think we need to bring people back and remind them that it's like a basic biological thing that we need in order to allow our physical bodies to operate um at their optimal level so it's more so like I'm not saying taste like disregard taste altogether but I think a lot of people have become so fixated on I'm not going to eat that unless it tastes really really good and because there's been a lot of manufactured foods now that have a bunch of like sugar and unnecessary ingredients that they literally make to because they know that our brains are going to react in a certain way has allowed people's bodies to kind of stray from 
like their natural taste buds and senses and because when I stopped eating like refined sugars for I think it took about a month I'm gonna say it was a pretty long time my taste buds I found started readjusting and like a piece of fruit tasted like just as sweet as like candy so I think a lot of people have just gotten to a level where they've mentally and physically forgotten the basics of food I'll build off of that because I I really resonate with that like you can eat a piece of fruit and feel like it's straight up candy and Mm -hmm. to another person that's used to the refined sugars is going to be like think like oh it's so sour and so bitter um or it's tasteless like yeah, yeah yeah and but like you know I don't really eat sugars like that like yeah whatever have some ice cream every now and then but like like fuck it um and like that's fine but if you're indulging in the ice cream and the sweets and the halloween candy um <laughs> hard man it's hard um, um i just i it's just don't consist- see it's the consistency yeah it's how I just, much of, so- of something you do it's moderation yeah, at, and balance at this and... point though like um i don't see like the point in even eating sweets like that um so that's just how I feel. But you get point. you get to it you get to a stage where once you like you live that lifestyle, you look at food so differently. Like I can look at like my family freaks out. I can look at a giant chocolate cake, for instance, that they're having for a birthday. And they're like, Don't you look at that and you really want to eat that? Like, aren't you craving it? I'm like, No, honestly, like I can look at that cake and feel absolutely nothing. I've, like no desire crazy. or pull towards it. I've had that same exact situation. I walked into a donut shop with my grandpa and he's like, I don't know about you, but right now I'm just, I wish I could have every single one. And I was like, I don't wish I could have any. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty wild. Yeah, because to yeah. me, it doesn't, I don't see it as food. Like it just doesn't register as food to me anymore. Yes. Like half of the stuff that people crave. So like, I don't yeah. want to eat it if it's not food. Yeah. Yesterday, um no tuesday my professor handed out candy to everyone and i have him for two classes and he handed out candy in my first class and um i like handed the candy to my my friend and she like made fun of me and my professor saw it and he was like he was like making fun of me in like a good way and then like when we came around to the next class he was like yeah and steven's so healthy and organic he didn't want to take my candy so you guys can all have double and i was like no, wow, I called you out, bro. yeah i know it was funny <laughs> I think it's like, it's a really interesting conversation, right? Because it's, it it ties into the sensitivity in general with like, I think like Theodore, you talked about this and the sensitivity of food, right? You become more sensitive to fruit. That's what this is, right? Sensitivity, because it's the same thing on different aspects. Let's say porn, you you watch porn, which is fucking crazy now, right? You watch porn and you get desensitized to it and you can't get hard around an actual woman. It's like if you drop porn altogether, then you have a real woman in front of you, and like this is amazing. I can get connected to this. It's it's the same concept, but and with food, and it's like I think that's scary, dude. Because yeah, like that that ties into something really like uh, across the board, and like for some reason, what's coming to my head, I don't want to like bring down the vibe, like school shootings and shit. Like somebody's just so desensitized. Right. They're just like, I'm going to do this. Like, bro, holy fuck. You're going to go to a school and do that, man. You know, it's the sad truth. Yeah, it is the sad truth. 
Um, but so like, I guess the conclusion that we can draw is that our dopamine is being hijacked and like, I mean, everything's being hijacked. Yeah. Everything's being hijacked. But like in this, in this like topic, like they're hijacking our brains and our like endorphin receptors and stuff. And, and like, that's not cool. So like taking control of control of it and like detaching yourself from like the shit that society made, like processed food and porn, like that's the way to do it. And Spencer and I have talked about this before. You can tell in somebody's eyes when they're like conscious and healthy, like by looking at them and just like looking them in the eye, you can tell who's there and who's not. Uh, And like do that in life. And that's how I've met amazing people. (laughs) It's all in the eyes. It really is is in the eyes. Spencer's big on his eyes. Or on your eyes, like the look in your eyes. Usually on the eyes. Well, it's because, dude, like I've had so much sadness. Like I remember like looking at those pictures and the stuff that I posted, like I remember the sadness I felt in my soul. And like I was drinking so much because I hated myself and just so unhealthy and just eating terrible food, no confidence, needed a drink to talk to people. And like that sadness you can see in the eyes. And when we do our healing, uh, those things change. It's fucking yeah. what, what can somebody listening right now do to start their healing process? There you go, bro. Nice. Um, stop. I mean, one of the main things they can do is stop running away from the shit that's going to help you because you're just wasting time. You're kicking the can down the road, distracting yourself and numbing yourself from the very things that are going to help you cut out. Everything is like a nice tangible assignment to do cut out everything and just meditate and feel what you feel and look at, you know, what you're feeling and learn from it. Beautiful. That's like Jordan Peterson. He tells you to sit on the edge of your bed and just ask yourself like, what are, what are 10 things you can stop doing right now? That would be good for you. And they come up pretty quick. I'm going to chime in real quick. Yeah. um, And say like when Spencer, like the photos I've seen of you, like just kind of comparing like, that like then versus now that picture like that version of you i don't see that as you at all like that i i i'm th- trying to think about like that picture that i saw like i don't see that as spencer to me i see that like th- that's not who you are to me like what you are is like what's in front of me and so like i think that version of you is dead and like i think that's a good thing right um and like I see this now, like I can't picture you as someone, as the per with the qualities that you described. Like I can't, I can't see it. Dude, thank you for the kind words, man. It's, it's what, and you know what's interesting is like he's not dead, he's integrated, and like that is a Jordan Peterson thing too, right? Or a Carl Young, Adam, Adam read a whole book. I want to hear your thoughts on that, dude. I think the audience would love that. But in terms of like integrating that shit and healing him because he needed so much love that wasn't there. Yes. You know, like he had to find that for himself. Um, Adam, what, any thoughts, like in terms of the shadow, in terms of this conversation, I'm curious your insights. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I honestly, I did like how Steven put it, like killing off the old version of yourself. And I feel like there's like always that Phoenix metaphor, um, I can't say that I'm like the best to speak on it, but I always do think it's an impressive thing when somebody takes their life and like 
tries to fix it and does fix it like that's that's really cool to like look at your life and be like hey i need to i need to change these things because i'm not being who i want to be and then like taking those steps like that's that's the best thing that anyone can do like anyone listening or like anyone in general like just like try and be better yeah there you go I have something I want to add to on that note. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I also think um, a lot of people nowadays, they are very comfortable in their lifestyle or they think that they don't have the power to change their life. But something I always try to tell people is, first of all, like growth is very uncomfortable. No one is going to feel you know, like they can do it in, you know, in a couple of days, but that's like the, that's the whole part of the journey, you know, like really taking the time to find yourself, what makes you happy, what makes you sad, what makes you frustrated and really tuning into your emotions because going back to people, you know, drinking and like numbing everything out, that's the whole point of drinking, right? Like they're so, they have so many things going on that they think, you know, alcohol can fix it but they really don't want to face their, their fears. And that's something I try to tell people because I feel like nowadays being, you know, one of the few that are sober and really don't drink, it's, it's hard for, for you to share to others what, you know, you know is right, but they don't see it that way. And it all comes back to perspective, right? But I feel like a lot of people nowadays are just too comfortable and they kind of fall into that mindset like oh life isn't going to get better so I might as well just can continue doing what I'm doing but going back to that Joe Dispenza book that um, we were talking about earlier becoming supernatural and breaking the habit of being yourself those are the two books that really got me out of my like self-limiting beliefs and if I were to recommend any books for anyone to read starting their healing journey I would definitely recommend those two because at the end of the day uh, Theodore you're, you're breaking up your thoughts and if you can't convince oh, yourself go, that you sorry you broke you... up Theodora no, that wasn't me. Can that wasn't me speaking. <laughs> or not Theodore. I'm sorry, Andrea. I don't know why I said that. You were killing it. Yeah, no, you were yeah, killing it. Firebombs. Can you guys hear me? Not really. Um, <laughs> you sound like a robot. You're just saying too much for the Matrix. They had to. Yeah, the Matrix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, we have to do something. Exactly. Um, okay. Yeah, because I'm like in the middle of nowhere still driving. Oh, you're good so now. Keep talking. You're good. I'm good now. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, I'm just kind of, <laughs> what was the last thing y'all heard? Because I feel like I was like getting fired up and then it just kind of like cut off. So sorry. Spenza, you were firing me up because you were talking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Joe, Joe Dispenza. Dispenza stuff. Oh, yeah. Joe Dispenza. But uh, basically, like if I were to recommend any two books or an author, I would definitely recommend Joe Dispenza because he got me out of my self-limiting beliefs. And I feel like a lot of the times people think that they don't have the power to change their habits or their lifestyle. And reading Becoming Supernatural really changed my perspective on a lot of things. And if 
Damn it. We lost you again. We lost her. We lost her again. Okay. Um. All right. Well, I'm gonna. Joe Biden. Andre, I'm gonna mute you just in case. Um. <laughs> I think. I Steven's part of the matrix now. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, you're you're freaking. Uh, you're you're silencing her. You're censoring. Yeah, I'm you're censoring her. somebody on your show. I I am okay. Cancel. I can be a tyrant. <laughs> uh, um. No, that that was really good, Andrea. I don't know if you can still hear us. Um, but I'd love to pick up on something that she was yes, talking about. Please do, please do. So I think she was talking a lot about victim mentality, and I think that's something that's absolutely rampant. Like everyone wants to blame somebody for something, and you will never change your life if you are not taking on a hundred, like a hundred percent responsibility. Like even if stuff isn't your fault, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like you have to own everything in order to take any step forward. Like, unless you do that, there's never going to be the ability for you to make good, meaningful change. Like you have to accept that. Yeah. yeah, That's a big one, man. I mean, that's huge. That's why I like Jordan Peterson. Like just the, like take extreme ownership by Jocko Wilnick is, a, is another amazing book for the audience. It's like victim mentality is such a low energy. Like even if you, there's no winners, even if you say, oh, what was me? And like, yeah, what was you? Great. Like your situation is still the same. Like it's just an, a weird emotional ego thing that's rampant now. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of fascinating, you know? Yeah, I like to hear yeah. that. And like everyone loses. Like losing is a super normal part of life. Like losing, feeling bad, being disappointed, being upset. Like those are all really normal things. And I think me and Steven talked a lot about this on our podcast, but mm-hmm. like, like getting punched in the face and things going wrong. Like that's, that's how you grow. And that's how you find like that uncomfortable feeling. And you just have to accept that that is part of life. And not only is it part of life, it's like the part of life that actually kind of makes you better. So get uncomfortable. Yeah. I always say the lows are a mere reflection of the highs. So however low your feeling is going to be, however high you feel, um, and through that, but I want to move on to Andrea's little health tip or not Andrea. Sorry. I don't know why I keep doing this. Eudora's. <laughs> Dude, you're sexist. Bro. I was going to say, didn't, didn't you mute her? Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Theodora's health uh, Okay. Well, I can... I can throw a few out there and maybe you guys tell me which ones you want to elaborate on. You want me to elaborate on about that? Start with two. Okay. All right. A few little things I do that I find help me every now and then. I do bed yoga. I do, I put crystals in my bra sometimes. I, what else do I do? Nude beach a lot. I feel like more people should do that. I feel like there was another one. Oh, I talk to the moon sometimes as well. Mm. What was the last one? I talk to the moon sometimes. <laughs> How do you do that? What do you What do you say? I well, it depends on what I feel like I need guidance on, or protection, or support. But sometimes, if I feel like my mind's a little bit heavy at night, I'll go outside, and I'll literally just I'll just talk to it because for me, I feel like putting it out there and vocalizing it, it just feels like the universe is 
like hearing me a little better and like taking what I'm giving it. Um, mm. That's just what I feel anyway. Instead of like, I do a lot of writing things down and saying it in my head, but taking that element of like the physical, putting it out there, I feel like heightens it for me sometimes. So yeah, I don't know if if, if any of you guys haven't, if none of you have spoken to the moon, I would definitely recommend giving it a go and see how you feel. I've tried to increase my relationship with the moon. Yeah, how that's do you do so that? based. I just like go out and look at it more. I uh, mm-hmm. I think about and I just try to hang out with it. Like I'll just be outside. I love being outside, so like spending time doing moonlight that, energy. Like, like moonlight energy is really reflective and powerful. So I would definitely. Some days the moon's just so bright, it's like a little sun. Like sometimes the moon is so bright you see yeah. shadows. Yeah. And then sometimes it's like just like the tiniest little sliver and you just can't even believe it's up there. Yeah, I know. It's cool. I like that. I try I try and vocalize like my speakings like to to God out loud, like talking to God out loud. So I think that's like kind of reminiscent of how you're talking to the moon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very cool. Um, if no one has anything else to add, I want to go on to Andrea's tip, if you're able to, because you're driving and in the middle of nowhere. Hey, guys, can you hear me? Yep. Okay, cool. I'm going to hope that my signal doesn't go out. But um, one of the one of my main tips is I love drinking hot tea in the morning and before bed. So in the morning, um, I try to do warm water with lemon and apple cider vinegar to start, you know, stimulating my digestive enzymes and like get hydrated because when you wake up your body, you, your body went through a lot of, um, or you was using a lot of energy while you were sleeping to, you know, detox and whatnot. So first thing I do in the morning is I drink warm water with lemon and apple cider vinegar and then I'll drink my um my tea I I love brewing my own tea so I have you know herbs in my pantry galore and I try to just make my own tea every morning and uh, every night but the main thing I drink tea for is to stimulate my lymphatic system so um I don't know how familiar you guys are with your lymphatic system but basically like if you're ever feeling like stagnant um, or you're feeling like inflamed or maybe bloated, it could be like your lymphatic system is blocked up and that is um, how your body eliminates toxins. Um, So that's basically what I, or how I try to incorporate, you know, opening my detox pathways, um, drinking hot tea in the morning and before bed. Um, and that has worked really well for me. It's really helped with my inflammation, bloating, and my digestion. Um, and then one other thing that I do is I I turn on my phone, or I turn the, the blue light to red light, like in the morning and at night, so that way my eyes don't get strained. I try not to use my phone in the morning when I wake up for the first hour, but like let's say I have work or something, I'll switch the blue light to red light so my eyes don't get too strained. Um, so those are the two tips I would suggest 
looking into. Um, and then of course sleep. I I'm a big advocate for at least sleeping eight hours. Um, because if I don't, my mood is off and my whole body can't operate properly. Like if I, I skip the gym or my eating habits are out of whack or, you know, I'm just anxious or tired. So sleep really does affect, um, a big part of me. So those three things I would say are Okay, cool. Thanks for sharing. Um, My top health hacks. Yes. Um, I would say like the blue light is huge for me. Like I have my blue light blockers on now. These are like the daytime lenses, but I just haven't bought the nighttime lenses. I get my raw optics. I suggest this brand because the dude's pretty base. This is really high quality. Um, and it's a brand that you can trust. Um, Solbra has a discount code. I think Leah Hester has a discount code. Um, they, they're super good about deals. They have, um, uh, they'll probably be doing like a black Friday deal. So you should definitely invest in one. I also do the red light thing with my phone when it gets dark. Um, I just feel like that's super important is the blue light, you know, decreasing that. Yeah. Cause that goes right to your sleep. Like her next topic, like I've been getting really into my sleep and if you can get like that restorative sleep as opposed to the light sleep, like you feel so much different. Oh yeah. All the time. Yeah. And I've been in tune with my sleep too. It's been freaking awesome. I made a video about that yesterday, I believe. I'll have to watch that. I got a whoop. And so it's been telling me like everything about my sleep and health. And it's just crazy how much it tells you. And that's made me dive way deeper into it. I was already pretty into sleep, but Interesting. Even more so now. Interesting. Does it connect to Bluetooth? Yeah. Does do you think that um the radiation you get twenty four seven it outweighs the benefits that it gives you? Mm. I like the information of it. I think the information of it's really important to me. I also don't think that I'm gonna avoid Bluetooth at all during my life. Like it's pretty as much as like you can try, like you're always going to be, what's calling me, um, you're always going to be exposed to it, like for the most part, depending on if you're living in America. So there are some things that I just like try not to worry about, to be honest. Who eats their own man? I kind of try and limit that. Like I don't put my phone in my pocket, really. I put it in my back pocket at all times. I never put okay. it in my front pocket. Yeah, I don't want that cooking the boys. Yeah. And like, if I only wear it for like a year or two, like, is that, I don't think that whoop is going to be the thing yeah. that does me. In the grand scheme of things. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Good thinking there. Um, cool. Well, um, I'll share mine, my tip, and then we can wrap up. Um, so my tip is um, like, you are moving incorrectly. So something that I've had to learn is how to properly move and how to properly place your weight, how to properly tension the ground and your muscles and your tendons. Um, because I had a knee surgery and I had to learn how to walk and to run again. And so um, through my training, I've been able to like get like absolutely amazing gait just by practicing the way that I'm moving. So like tensioning the ground and like knowing where to place the tension and how to like properly move your legs and your spine and all in coordinates with how you're walking and then how you're running. And it's been a journey, but it's been super awesome. 
And um, I encourage everyone to kind of look into how they're moving and to how they're, they're running. And even when you're lifting weights, like if you're, if you're squatting, how are, are your knees caving out? Or are they staying kind of in line with your body? Because if they're caving out, um, it's not in accordance with the rest of your spine and your hips and stuff. Like if your knees caving out, you should be your spine and your hips should all be going that way too. Um, and when you're walking, you should be pulling internally like your legs internally. Um, and so that's awesome really, point. Yeah. I really encourage everyone to take a look at how their form is when they're doing everything. Um, even when Movement you're standing was another one up on my list. Yeah. It's huge, man, because it's, it's injury prevention and longevity. Um, I, I injured my knee through a landing pattern. Um, Theodora has to come off, but that's okay. We're going to wrap up anyways. Um, Yes, that's how I injured myself. I fell back in, on an improper landing, and that's how I tore my ACL. And so think about minimal heel pressure, feet facing forward, and um, about dividing up your weight properly. And that's kind of my two cents with that. That's a great one. That's a great one for martial arts in general, too. Oh, yeah, dude. But... Martial arts, too. Yeah. Um, Good one to end it on. Cool. All right. So we had some people share some awesome health tips. We had some people come and go. And um, I think we had a really great talk. I'm, I'm really glad that we could put in such a great conversation and make it efficient in a timely way. Um, and so all we've got left now is Adam and Andrea. But thank you guys so much for coming on the show. I'm, I'm super pumped about this one. Next time, We'll try and have everyone on for the same amount of time and um, <laughs> hopefully no one's driving, but it was fine. We made it work. Oh yeah. Zach never came back. Yeah. He texted me. He's like, sorry, bro. I just had that <laughs> connection. I was like, all right, whatever. It's cool. Man. It's cool. That's funny. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Um, but yeah, uh, always going to have this first Thursday of every month. So everyone be on the lookout. Um, you know, this is going to stay a consistent thing. Adam, Andrea, thank you so much for coming on the show. Do you guys have any parting thanks words? Just thanks for having me. That was fun. Yeah, no problem. And Andrea, if you have any parting words. Yeah, I want to say thank you for having me. Despite me driving, I'm sorry if, you know, oh, it's fine. I off a little bit or um, anything. But hopefully next time when we record, I won't be driving. But um, thank you for having me. It was uh, very insightful. And I loved hearing about everyone's health tips. Yeah, I'm sure everyone else will, has learned something from each other. Um, with that, thank you so much, listeners, if you got this far. I appreciate your time, and I hope you enjoyed and you got value from it, just like I did. Stay tuned for the next one. Thank you so much. Have a good rest of your day, everybody. Peace.